episodes of Mr. Mysteries in Black and White with you two hosts, myself, Ed, and my main man, Josh. How are we doing? First of all, Josh, how are we? Fuming, that's what <laughs> I fucking am. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, what time did I get here? About, gone, about quarter to one? If that, be about half twelve. And it's now twenty past two. Yeah. I'm only now starting to record the episode because, for lack of a better word, this laptop is a heap of shit. But yeah, technology is letting us down. Yeah, I hate technology so much. Yeah. So, first things first, we'll apologise. There won't be yeah, a video. video version of this. Mm. It weren't for lack of trying, I can tell you that for nothing. Oh, no, yeah, we've got deafness because of it yeah. now. <laughs> my God, we tried every which way but Sunday, and my God in heaven. Mm. Nah, it, the it, playback was just, like you said, deafening. It was horrific. It, it was sounded like, horrific. honestly, I was... I was at like a mega death concert with my ear flat bang against the speaker. Yeah, yeah, no, that was that was foul. <laughs> so, but we we have tried. Yeah, and we are looking at different avenues to try and get better equipment and everything because we're, we're doing all right. <laughs> yeah, we ain't doing too bad. We just no. had a good look and a workout and. Yeah, we're doing. We're getting somewhere. Yeah, I believe it. To be fair, <laughs> which is a massive thank you to everyone yeah. that is listening. Yeah, that is. Yeah, massive. Yeah, shadow of a doubt. Because um, with that, I like to. Might, oh, I might as well say about it. Like me and Josh are considering of uh, making a Patreon mm-hmm. for Mister Mysteries in Black and White, and with that, we are gonna. It'll be like m- more exclusive. There'll be three tiers. We're thinking. Yeah, <laughs> and each tier will have like. Did, like different things and uh, like but be like exclusive content from the podcast itself and when we do investigations and vlogs talks whatever hunts whatever we do there'll be exclusive content for them yeah there'll be giveaways yeah which will be even merchandise or any little nicks nick and knacks yeah <laughs> nick and knacks <laughs> big nick, up nick knacks knacks yeah that's what i meant to say <laughs> <laughs> nick and knacks man like nick and knacks i oh, no, i'll get in trouble so i don't think so in some places <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah but like doing like giveaways uh such as that um and what, what else was it uh Live streams, live streams, exclusive like off-topic episodes where yeah. they will probably like put out a poll where it'd be like, oh, choose which one of these episodes you want to hear this month, yeah, sort of thing, yeah, and then yeah. you guys can vote on it. And I'm already saying we don't need to vote on one because I want an off-topic episode where we just talk about dinosaurs. Preach. That, that's got to be the first one. <laughs> that's got to be it. We keep going on about it. It has to be the first one. Yeah, because like it, it, to our list, who our listeners are. You know for a fact that me and Josh really love dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. I don't care that I'm 27, I'm 28 this year, but. Who gives a fuck? I don't give a fuck. I love dinosaurs and I wish every day that they're real. Preach. But, well, come back. They weren't real. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Even though there are some weirdos that believe they weren't. No, yeah, I know. It's that's, like, that's where, where'd you get the skeletons from then? <laughs> God put them there. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's going to be. But So that's just uh, an example. Mm-hmm. But it could be anything. We had um, 
uh, my sister-in-law actually messaged me during the week of of a uh, of uh, a topic that we could do, which is very very which which is t- which is would be a very good one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, also, we're thinking of doing uh, watch-alongs where it's pretty much watch it like you watch as well as we do, like reacting. Yeah. To different videos where it could be a sighting of something. Yeah. Or even like um, another podcaster or a exp- um, conspiracy theorist yeah. with their views of what we think of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, or even like if there's some interviews out there of some people that have like experienced, I don't know, paranormal things yeah, or yeah, yeah. an alien encounter or a cryptid encounter. Yeah, yeah. There, should, and like you said, dissect it sort of thing. Exactly, yeah. And uh, also we'll be doing... Cause uh, we might have mentioned it before, but we are really considering doing mer- merch, yeah. merchandise. Um, I think for a start, it'll probably be hoodies. Yeah, but, I think um, that's the generic obvious generic, one to start with. Yeah, yeah. But uh, as well as that, we would like to do like what, t-shirts, um, caps, because most people know me and the yeah. myself wearing a cap. Yeah. Um, and we we actually again, my sister-in-law, like she's coming up with banging ideas lately, like uh. Like croc charms, like people yeah. wear crocs. Like I don't, I, I keep wanting to look at the camera. <laughs> yeah, we're so so used to it yeah, now. Yeah, but um, like I'm not ashamed. I wear crocs, mm-hmm. and who, everyone who says they don't wear crocs are fucking lying to themselves because <laughs> they're the most comfiest shoe out there. <laughs> but you get like charms, what you put on top of them like, in the holes. And yeah, that. and she said about doing croc charms, and I'm like, like we thought, oh, that's actually a really good idea. So, oh, I've just had a thought. Huh? Mr. Mystery's bandana. Yeah, that'd be sick. That would be sick. That would be sick. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, the avenues are endless. Sort yeah, of exactly. So, but um, we put a poll on. Our polls only last for twenty four hours. Yeah, don't I don't they? get why though. No, I don't. But they like um. So I hope. Well, it's a bit pointless saying now. Mate. We'll have to put another poll at midweek. Yeah, it, I'll, I'll put it on today. But by the time this episode goes out, yeah, it'll uh, be done. Yeah, it'll be <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> so, yeah, apologise for that. But, um, well, you should always, anyway be a part, a member of our, yeah. uh, on our Facebook group. But if not, please uh, join our Facebook group, which is Mr. Mysteries in Black and White, and you will see the future polls yeah. and questions and everything like that. But, like we always say, if anyone's got any questions or any queries or anything, or any ideas for yeah, us, literally anything. anything, you can message us on, <coughs> on Facebook or through our email, mm-hmm. which we do say every week, twice, because we really want people to email, to us, email us to help us to help you, kind of thing. Yeah. Because we appreciate it, what every, everyone every listener and we appreciate you so much that we want to make it better for you yeah exactly we want to push it on we don't want it to get stale or dry or become stagnant yeah exactly yeah we don't want it to make it stagnant we want to like really push ourselves yeah and as as, as much as we'd love that like let's not beat around a bush like finances are difficult oh yeah especially nowadays yeah and as much to me and josh we try we scrimp and scrape trying to get everything what we can for for this podcast because it's our love yeah exactly it is hard so the, our best way is to pay is a patreon, patreon. and i know it, it i it, feel dirty so yeah ask, like, asking the yeah, players to, to to help but yeah. it just in a way you're sort of like i don't know it's like because <clears throat> we're asking f- to join the patreon if we do do it yeah yeah it becomes a case of it's like you're helping us 
so we can give you guys the content that you deserve. Yeah, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, so in a, in in a way, like you'd be you'd be getting bang for your buck. Yeah, exactly. With that, so and that, like I said, that will go. It, it would not go to me and Josh. Whatever, no, not in the slightest ever. The only way it'll go to me and Josh is like for us to actually go and do stuff. Yeah, but it's mainly for like equipment upgrades, um, petrol money for pe- doing investigations, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, literally, pretty much that. Yeah, that is, exactly is that. They are the two yeah, main things. Making, yeah. making merchandise. Yeah. And, and stuff like that, which, yeah, you, then you have to buy, buy back. But... <laughs> it's a bit yeah. of a con, really, when you think about well, it like no, that. no, because with the Patreon, they get discounts. That is true. They'll be getting discounts. Let's say there'll be three tiers. Mm-hmm. We haven't thought of names of the tiers or anything like that. No. We'll discuss that after we've recorded. But it'll be like... Um, Tier one will be like five percent. Yeah. Then tier two will be t- t- ten percent. <laughs> <laughs> sound, sound like an old tractor sound. <laughs> and tier three will be fifteen percent. Yeah. Or something like that. Around that ballpark, yeah. say. So with that, as well as yeah, you're paying in a little bit. You'll actually be getting. You'll be. You'll actually be saving money in a yeah. way. Yeah. Like I say, I feel dirty for asking. So do I. But asking people like, yeah, give us money. Yeah. For for us to do but the podcast. But when like... we say it like that, we're not exactly going to make it extortionate. It's not going to be, oh yeah, fucking tier one's a hundred quid. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like tier one will be like three quid. Yeah. If for that, argument's yeah, sake, yeah, if yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the dearest we'd go would be like what six quid. Yeah. Six yeah, quid. The very most. I think yeah. the very nah, top end very most be a tenner. Yeah. But even then, like, that, it ain't gonna be that. No, we're not. We're not. We're not taking the piss. No, that is ballpark. Like, yeah, exactly. But yeah, we're not. We're, it's just gonna help us. Yeah, exactly. It'll help us to help you to make the content what we want and the content you that you guys deserve. And I think as well that also hopefully you guys will intrigue you more to give us your ideas. Yeah. Because it's like. I'm technically paying towards this podcast. Yeah. I would like to see X, Y, Z. Yeah, exactly. And we'd be happy to do it. Yeah. Because it's what you guys are literally paying to mm. see. And as well, like, like, even our friends and that don't actually know what we do behind the scenes. No. So it'd be quite fun it, for yeah. them to... Because we'll, as soon as... I, pretty much, as soon as we get through the door, like, to come out oh, yeah. here, we'll start recording, do, like, what we... like we, the we set up, everything, yeah. We just... always spend about a good 10, 20 minutes just chatting about yeah. it, chatting, like, getting things ready. Mm-hmm. And it, it, we'll do something different every time. Yeah. And stuff like that. So that's what, we're, that's what we're thinking. Yeah. So, yeah, please, please, please let us know. Um, because we don't want to, like, set it up for, to fail. No. Of course. But we... But as well, we do, we, we don't want to waste our time and your time as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly that. So we so like we said, the um, poll will be done by the time this episode comes out. But we'll put another one in midweek. Yeah. So if, yeah, for you exactly. guys that don't know about it, that are listening to this, mm. you guys can then have your say. Yeah, and like I say, it will be because it it will be so beneficial mm-hmm. to all everyone involved. Yeah, exactly, and. Uh, like you say, you just feel shit. Yeah, because I'd love to be able to just say, no, we we ain't gonna do that. We'll pay for it all ourselves. Yeah, and which yeah we would which, love well, to do. And uh, I'm not being funny. Originally, that's how we started. I mean, yeah. look at the Norfolk folklore talk. Yeah, but they said they was gonna give us a cut of it. Yeah, they and was we was like, no, us. you take it, so it goes towards you. Yeah, that yeah. was the mindset. But I think the way the world's fucking going and yeah. how financially crippling this country is at the moment. Yeah. There is no other way. But I think as well because we've done we've done that for Norfolk Folklore Society because we're doing that to help 
North Folklore started to bring on more talks. Yeah, exactly. And stuff like that. So it 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 works out both ways, yeah. really. And I think as well, because it's our first time, it just feels a bit greedy. Yeah, exactly. But we've well, we've been doing the podcast nearly a year now, which is mad. It's just it's flown Fucking by. mad, flown by. So and I think with that, like, we need like we want like because we don't want it to like you say be stagnant, being all the same talk, like same things every week in mm-hmm. week out. We want like to change it up a bit, to yeah, make it more exciting. And I think, and I think as well, because we only do it once a week, like doing the recordings, it's becoming a chore. Yeah, I know you what know you what mean. mean. I know exactly what you mean. As much as yeah, we do love it. Once we get into it, we love it. Yeah, but, but it's that it's that initial bit where it's like, oh god, do a fucking episode today. Sort yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah. Like I'd rather have done this, but I think as well, like when we kick it up, like we're doing different things, especially with the Patreon and that, it like gives us that little burst. Yeah, that exactly. That little boost. Yeah, and I think hopefully with that, like people understand where we're coming from. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't want people to like money grabbing comes yeah I know, you know exactly, what I mean yeah. so hopefully you, you, you understand where we're coming from and we we just want to make the best content for you yeah exactly because like people are starting to actually enjoy us Josh so. yeah. <laughs> how <laughs> oh yeah well we're fucking lovely lads I don't know what to oh, say yeah. like, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're entertaining there aren't, there aren't a lot of like podcasters like us I, no I to say. I'm not trying to like Big you yourselves know. up, but yeah, I, know, I know what you're coming from. Yeah, I'm not trying to suck my own cock row, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like, they're in. Like, no. I, a lot of uh, cryptic podcasts I've listened to before, they're, they're uh, serious, mm. they're too serious, and some are like, they're too silly. You know what I mean? Which, like, like childish. It's, yeah, it's just, that's not us. I know no. we can do some childish shite, <laughs> and we do waffle half the time. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. that is just uh, us. That yeah. is our personalities. Yeah, we can't yeah. help that. But, we're but not, that, that, that's the good humbling the thing about this mm. is that we are being ourselves and yet we've still got people listening to us yeah 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 so it's like oh, fucking oh for hell. sure they're liking something yeah do you know what I mean and as well like because a lot of our topics is very like unheard of mm-hmm. or to, like, taboo not, taboo in a way like like people don't yeah don't they just shrug fuck. it off sort of thing yeah 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 so with that like we're putting in an insight that what and thing? then it, it gets people interested like in different especially things, with yeah. our friends obviously I mean yeah okay a few people that for lack of a better word, just like average guests, like yeah. when after the Norfolk talk, yeah, where people come up to us and said, "Oh, I really enjoyed yeah, this yeah, episode yeah. and that episode, and when you mentioned this and that, and it gets conversations going, yeah, exactly. which is what we want." Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, and um, yeah, that was very humble of being there. That, yeah, like we've said before. <coughs> um, but yeah, so please let us know if you think a Patreon is a good idea. It just, like I say, it makes it makes your content better yeah exactly you know yeah it, it really it pushes us to make it better mm-hmm. but, um so with that in mind uh today's episode of course i'm opening is josh's topic yep and we spoke about it uh not last week we week before because yep. you were sicky boy i was uh, i was i was a little poorly he's a poorly boy which i will apologize if i sound like really nasally and i start coughing i did have a chest infection yeah. so to be fair, I think this whole season I've been coughing, <laughs> coughing my guts up and that, so I think we're all right. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, so last uh, at the end of the last uh, podcast, which was Sea Serpents, uh, Josh introduced that we're going to be talking about the Essex Boys murders. Mm-hmm. So um, there was a film about it, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, there's been countless of films yeah, about it. I, I think thought so. The best one, it's not about... It's, 
the S Explosion ran it and like it ends with them, but it's basically about a guy called Carlton Leach, which is called Rise of the Foot Soldier. Oh right. One of the best films I've ever seen. Rise of the Foot Soldier. Yeah. It yeah. is incredible. The others are uh, you can just tell Yeah. Typical franchise. The first film does good, so they think, Oh, I'm gonna make about nineteen fucking more of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it'll never come close to the original. Yeah, which is weird because they because in that kind of like same genre you got like the football factory. They, yeah. They never made another one. No. Which I'm surprised about. You'd have thought I'd have all of them because that was like the one everyone knows. Yeah, basically. exactly. That and Green Street. Well, they oh, did fucking Green Street. They what did, a film. Yeah, they did do uh, sequels. But, but again, that's point proven. The first one was shite. incredible, and the others, what the fuck they were they? Were shite. I mean, especially the second one. Well, they're in so, the prison. Yeah, you got British people in an American prison that's yeah. run by British people. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'll get that. But um, so yeah, Josh. With uh, with these, so mm-hmm. it, why why are they called Essex boys? Is it because they're from think, Essex? Yeah, or, I think that, yeah. I think it's just a nickname sort of thing. Right. You know, like how the Cray twins had their gang called the Firm. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think that that was just them. Right. Okay. No one ever really referred to them as it. It was only after they were dead that I yeah. well I didn't because I was only a little kid. But as I got older... Right, yeah. Well, that reminds me, you said about uh, the craze being with the firm, mm. right? I don't know why my old man done this. Right, years ago, he had a, a black Range Rover. Right. Like an old, like quite an old one. But he didn't have... Because he's got his own business now. He didn't have his business name on it or nothing like that. He just had it in grey le- grey words on the door say the firm. So I'm like, so you want... You think what? You, so I'm like, what? I remember saying it like... What you think you're part of the fucking crazy <laughs> Done a bunk and he ended up in his old warehouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, well, it just makes people think, doesn't it? And to be fair, like the black Range Rover, I mean, because I'm big lad, me and him jumped out of it, it looked a bit sus, mm. but it, it don't at the same time. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know it's what I like, mean? It, it, it makes you think. Yeah, it makes you think, wanker. <laughs> yeah, it does, yeah. <laughs> no disrespect to your old man, but come on. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Behave, yeah. mate. <laughs> he just likes it. He, lo- he likes that persona. That's I like think. me, right? Coming out of a truck with NWA written on the side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I ain't fooling anyone. No. <laughs> yeah, me and he's evil like that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I always thought I was a bit mad, but yeah. Nah. It was no nice train driver, though. Yeah. I like That's a lorry. Funny. It had like a lorry engine. It was fucking mad. That's funny because this is tied to a Range Rover. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, fucking hell, funny. <laughs> yeah, so Josh. How about it? You're right. So, like I said, we're talking about the Essex Boys murders. I'll be going briefly into their sort of background and their history, so to speak, and then talking about the murders themselves and then giving a few options of what potentially could have happened. Because, like, fast forward, as I said at the end of the last episode, everyone, every crook, criminal, etc., etc., truly believes that the two people that were charged with the murders of the Essex Boys... Did not commit it you in the even, slightest. Even the police. Yeah, I think even the police themselves. Yeah, thinks it's this foul play. Yeah, exactly. So we'll be giving our thoughts and trying to work out who we personally believe happened. I mean, they put like I was on about with the film uh, Rise of the Foot Soldier. The person put it perfect um, right at the end. He said the only people that really know are in the ground. Yeah. Which is mad. Yeah, and them who done it. And them who done it. So, I'll just give you a bit of a brief background. So, on 7th of December, 1995, a Range Rover was discovered outside White House Farm in Rettendon, Essex. 
Inside the car were three bodies who had been shot and killed at point blank, ra- uh, point blank range with a shotgun. Yeah. The names of the three men were Anthony Tucker, Patrick Tate, and Craig Rolfe, or as they were more commonly known as the Essex Boys. Mm. During the late 80s to early 90s, they was one of the UK's most ruthless drug gangs. Yeah. Their murders would go down in underworld history, and even 27 years on, it's still questioned by many people as to who is truly responsible for their murders. Mm. So, a little bit of backstory into the kind of people they was. The whole thing basically surrounds Tony Tucker and Patrick Tate. Yeah. Now, Tony Tucker was a well-known businessman who had his own security firm and ran a few of the local clubs. Mm. In fact, he was actually a security guard to former boxing world champion Nigel Benn. And even walked him out to a couple of his fights. Did he? Yeah, you know, I can't think who he fought, but you know, I don't know if you've seen it, where after the fight, it all went divvy in the ring. It was like, hundred odd people in the ring and they were scrapping and everything. Oh, I can't quite remember. I can't think who we fought. <clears throat> weren't Eubank. Was no, it? weren't Eubank. No. But there's actually a video you can see Tony Tucker right behind Nigel Ben. Like he was in his training camp. He, he was real, real close with him. Right. Well, uh, Tony Tucker started a firm with a man called Bernard O'Mahony where they came up with a business plan of Tony running the clubs and controlling the drugs going in and out um of the club mm. with Bernard running the door side of it. Right. Because during this time, this is when ecstasy kicked off. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. a lot of these people, like I said, with the Rise of the Foot Soldier, which was based around a guy called Carlton Leach, who was yeah. one of the main members of the ICF firm, which was West Ham's top firm. Oh, right. And he was... Uh, the film basically goes on through how he be- started off as a football hooligan, went to become like a doorman, and how ecstasy basically killed off football hooliganism yeah yeah and now he got introduced and then how the drug game sort of rose and how villains really come to power yeah you on boy (laughs) so as i said tony and bernard done this business plan of tony running the drugs and the club and uh bernard um running the door side of it well, this worked really well for a considerable amount of time. And they soon, uh, not long after, recruited a young lad called Craig, Craig Rolfe, who effectively was Tony Tucker's errand boy. Oh, right. Now, this poor fucker's life was fucked before he was even born. <laughs> they did this in the film, and I thought they just added it for film aspect. No, this is genuine. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. His mum was having an affair with a young lad. She put a stop to this affair after her husband got her pregnant with Craig. Right. This lad didn't exactly take it well. And he actually killed her husband to prove how much he loved her. Fucking hell. And in the film, I don't know if this is how it actually happened or if it was in the film. But in the film, she's asleep next to her husband. He climbed in through a window and beat him to death with like some sort of fucking... It looked like a bowling pin. Yeah. He beat him to death right next to her. You know. (laughs) Slept right through it. Oh, yeah. Apparently. (laughs) So yeah, lad didn't take it well, killed her husband to prove how much he loves her. The pair then got rid of the body but was caught and Craig's mum actually gave birth to him while she was in prison. <laughs> so already from Craig, uh, day one, Craig's already fucked. Yeah, he's already inside. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously, he weren't exactly the sanest person, I'll put it. He, no. was al- he was always a loose cannon of sorts and he was a well-known drug addict. Like, 
there'd be a new ecstasy pill, he'd be the first one to try it, or right. he's coked off his head, or the all the sort of thing. And his life was basically spiraling out of control. This is when he met Tony, and Tony basically paid his mortgage, and in return, Craig was his errand boy. Yeah, he'd be the one that would go pick up the drugs, or you know, drop some off, all that sort of shit. Well, further down the line is when Pat Tate got involved. And this is basically when everything went fuck up. Yeah. Because Pat Tate had uh, recently been released from prison after one of the maddest stories in British criminal history. <laughs> Him and his wife were having a meal in a Happy Eater restaurant, which is like similar to a wimpy. Yeah, yeah. An altercation occurred, which resulted in him lashing out, stabbing an employee with a fork and stealing 800 quid. He was arrested and sent to court for the incident. And during his court trial, he actually beat up the prison guards holding him, fought his way out of the building, jumped on the back of a motorcycle and managed to get to Spain before the police could catch him. Right. And he was out there for a few months after an altercation with some friend. And he was taken to Gibraltar and was rearrested and placed in prison for 10 years. Mm. Which means he was sentenced for stealing less than 100 quid a year. Yeah. Which is a bit mad. Yeah. Whilst he was in prison, he became friends with four men. Their names are Mick Steele, who was serving nine years for illegally importing cannabis into the UK by plane. Mm. Darren Nichols, who was serving three years for distributing counterfeit cash. Mm. And brothers Jack and John Wombs, who were serving 18 months for stealing stolen car parts, for selling stolen car parts. Right. So going back to when Tate was released, Tony and Bernard began putting on raves inside their most famous and successful uh, club called Raquel's. Tony supplied his dealers with drugs to sell on the dance floor so that they knew no shit was being sold. Right, yeah, fair. In the same month Pat was released, him and his friend Steve Ellis, who was commonly known as Nipper, visited the club. They was introduced to Tony and Craig and the four become really good mates. However, this is when things started going bad. When Tony, Pat and Craig began to take basically a whole cocktail of different drugs. Yeah. Which massively changed their personalities. Like one minute they would be laughing and smiling and the next they was planning on killing someone. Yeah. In fact, Pat Tate ended up with a nickname of a six foot four psychotic yeti. <laughs> which sounds fucking sick. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. at the same time, you can tell what way this fucking geezer's going. Yeah. Which is weird because so many people that met him said when before the whole drug thing, he was one of the loveliest lads going. Right. It was the same with Tony Tucker as well. Like Craig was just fucked. Like Craig is literally just like I don't know. It's He was a lost cause. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where Tony and Craig Tony and Pat, sorry, were like Jekyll and Hyde. Right, yeah. They yeah, were yeah. absolute lovely lads then, until they started just until, going off. Until they were, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they were the absolute scum of the earth. <laughs> Fucking lighter. So, uh, yeah, so um, to give you a few examples of how fucked up they actually were, Tony and Craig was owed a debt by a man called Kevin Whitaker, and to teach him a lesson, they injected him with a cocktail of ketamine and cocaine. Fuck Kevin died due to an overdose, and so the pair dumped his body in a nearby ditch. Right. That same weekend, Steve Ellis made a passing joke about Pat. Tony confronted him, pointing a gun at his head and claiming that Ellis had screwed them over. 
The pair left him but continued to harass him by claiming that they was going to rape his sisters, they was going to cut off their fingers and kill his dad. <laughs> so this obviously pissed Steve Ellis off. Yeah. And he went after them first because he knew, from, from what he said in interviews and that, he said, I knew I had to strike first. Yeah. To Even if it was to just get them off my back, I had to strike first. So what he did, he... Um, Pat was getting ready to go somewhere. I can't remember where. And he had his baby in his hand. And uh, Steve Ellis had the gun pointed through a window at him. He waited until he gave the baby to his missus and then shot through the window at Pat. It hit him in the elbow. And when he went to try and kill him, the gun jammed. Right. <clears throat> Fucking bit of luck. Yeah. And he also tried to shoot Tony and Craig when they entered Steve Ellis's house. Right. The trio got to the point where they broke their own code and grasped Ellis up to the police, which he was arrested and charged for. Right. Because these were the sort of people where it'd be like, oh, you're a rat, you're fucking dead, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for them to break their own code, yeah, sort of a bit, a bit mad. Kind of like James Bolger. Yeah, very yeah, similar, very yeah. James Bolger. However, Pat Tate was also arrested and sent back to prison when a nurse came to change his hospital bed whilst he was in surgery yeah. and found a gun which he was going to use to kill Ellis. In fact, I think the plan was, they they mentioned this in the film, they changed Steve Ellis's name in the film to Jimmy something, I can't remember what. Right. But in the film, they was going to do it where they was going to try and lure him down there to say, like, let's cut the crap, bygones be bygones, and he was going to shoot him mm. in a hospital. Jesus. That's how mental this fucking guy was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Tate was released, he and Tony Tucker had set up a syndicate to raise money for drug importation. With shady businessmen and seriously dangerous villains all invested in the business, with Tate assuring them that their money will be doubled uh, within seven days. They raised £125,000 and arranged to have Darren Nichols be their courier. Mm. Darren Nichols was one of the guys that Pat yeah. Tate met in prison. He and a friend called Francis Reed headed over to Amsterdam, bought the drugs bought the drugs and used a speedboat to take half back to the UK and the other half was going to they was going to take back by car. Mm. And Darren Nichols was one of these who fancied himself as a proper high-end drug drug smuggler. Yeah. But was, in fact, the polar opposite. He was basically... He was fucking useless. <laughs> and they portray it perfect in the film as well. He's yeah. just a fucking monk. <laughs> in fact, the guy who plays him in the film... You, you mentioned Rise of the Foot Soldier earlier. You know the one who acts Danny Dyer's mate? What's his name? Rod or something. Yeah, yeah. No, it... That's the guy who acts Darren Nichols in Rise of the Foot Soldier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can already tell... He, he, he acts, he's just a fucking mongoloid <laughs> well when he went to hire a car for the return journey back to the UK his credit card was declined after he spent all his money gambling in Amsterdam the night before Right. the Dutch drug dealers who they bought the drugs off had to take him to their office so that Nichols could call his wife to transfer some money into his account mm. Nichols and the Dutchman then caught a cab back, um, back to the car hire depot where the dumb fucker left 125 grand in the cab. Thankfully, they managed to flag him down. Yeah, yeah. But upon realising how thick Nichols was, the Dutch drug dealers actually gave him dodgy gear that they knew no one would buy. Oh, right. Because they knew, that they was like, well, this guy's a fucking idiot. Well, why are we giving him my high-end shit? Yeah, Give yeah. Give him the crap. Yeah, because he ain't got to know the difference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when Nichols returned with the shit gear and gave it to Tony, and, uh, Tony Pat, and Craig to sell... The investors began to threaten the Essex boys over the money they had lost. Mm. 
because obviously they realised how shit it was. Yeah. <laughs> they put it, again in the film, they put it perfect. The guy narrating it was meant to be like the guy playing Carlton Leach. Yeah. He's like, you couldn't even burn it, let alone smoke it. <laughs> and then there's a bit where Pat Tate's on the phone and he's going, yeah, you couldn't even fucking con a 12-year-old with this gear of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so they got pissed off and threatened to kill Darren Nichols. Yeah. Darren Nichols then begged his friend Mick Steele, which again was the other guy that uh, Pat, Pat met in Craig. Yeah, yeah. Pat met in Craig? Was that even English? Pat, Pat met in prison. Yeah. Yeah, he started to beg his friend to help him retrieve the money, which they did, and Pat managed to pay the investors back what they um, put into the sort of um, business fold sort of thing. Right. But obviously, they was pissed off because they had their time wasted. Yeah. Pat's promised and they'll double their money in seven days, and it's like, sorry, here you go, sort yeah. of thing. And these are like high-end villain investors. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they are not people you want to be like pissing off. Masters of the underworld yeah. sort of thing, yeah. Well, this got even worse back in the UK after an 18-year-old girl had fallen into a coma after taking an ecstasy pill that she bought up from the Raquel's uh, club. Right. The police handed, um, headed over to the club where uh, Bernard O'Mahony was working and they asked him if they could take one of the pills that um, Leah Betts had taken so that they can analyse it to hopefully assist the doctors in saving her life, mm. to which Bernard agreed and gave the police some of the pills. Tragically, it was a little too late as Leah sadly died the following day. Oh, fuck. That's why you don't do drugs, kids. Yeah, preach. <laughs> but this pissed off Tate and Tucker, who began to ring and threaten to kill Bernard for take uh, for talking to the police. Mm. Bernard quit the firm and decided to cut ties with the Essex boys. Now, even though he cut ties and quit, they were constantly harassing him. Yeah. To the point where they... um, What's it called where the police go to your house and they say, like, look, someone's threatening to kill you. What's like it called? Under, uh, protection. No, it's like, they, they give you a warning, don't they? It's got an actual name. Oh, I can't think, but it's basically a warning. Like no, it's like, or... I don't know what it is, but it's like, the police will go to your house and basically say, listen, we have received threats, basically... Of your, for your yeah, life, yeah. There's somebody put a hit out on you, right. for lack of a better word. And he was like, yeah, I know who's done it. And I know they won't do shit because they're all fucking gobshites. Yeah. So they never do anything. They'll they'll lash out at someone that they know they'll kick the shit out of. Yeah. They'll never go up against anyone that would give them a run for their money. Right. To the point where they were ringing and threatening this Bernard. And he was going, look, just stop fucking harassing me. You know where I live. If you're going to do something, fucking do it. Otherwise, just fuck off and leave me alone. I never did do anything. Funny that, isn't it? <laughs> well, during this time, Pat Tate was under huge pressure, even though... Mick Steele and Darren Nichols had returned the money to Pat to give back to the investors. He, in fact, kept it himself and told the investors that Steele and Nichols hadn't returned the money. And Tate even told the investors that he would bring Steele's and Nichols, uh, Steele and Nichols to them and have them and kill them in front of the investors. Right. So he's really playing a dangerous game. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point, the three were absolutely out of control. And everyone who knew them knew it wasn't a case of will they be killed. It was a case of when, when they will be killed. Yeah, right. Because they were just pissing off all sorts of people. Yeah. Lashing out, doing whatever the fuck they wanted. Mm. And I have to admit, I know I keep going back to it, but I think it's because this is what got me interested in the story with Rise of the Foot Soldier. Got yeah, me interested yeah. in the story. They'd done it perfect. Mm. The people they got to play them, perfect. Yeah, because yeah. it was like, oh, they're, they're actually nice lads. 
And as uh, slowly the film goes on, you're like, you guys are actually fucking arseholes. Yeah, yeah, And the yeah. one thing as well, I think that the film does it really well is because Colton Leach was really good friends with Tony Tucker. He was like his best mate. Right. He was a completely different person when he was with Colton mm. to compare to when he was with Pat. Right. So, and everyone said the same thing. Pat was the guy that was fucking Tony up, basically. Okay. Well, on 6th of December, 1995, they was lured down a lane in Retterdon, Essex, where they were shot and killed at close range with a shotgun. But, the question is, who killed them? Yeah. Well, a few months after the murders, Darren Nichols was arrested in possession of 10 kilos of cannabis. Jesus. He was taken to Chelmsford Police Station, where he was questioned, and at the end of the interview, they claimed that Nichols was actually arrested due to his link with the Essex Boys murders. To which Darren Nichols actually told them that it was Mick Steele who lured them down the lane where he was going to... Sh- um, oh, yeah. Uh, the, uh, Mick Steele had lured him, lured them down a lane where he was going to show them where he was going to land his plane for a drug deal right. that they wanted to be involved in. When he got out of the car to open a gate blocking them at the top of the road, Jack Wombs was, uh, was lying in wait where he gave Mickey, uh, Mick Steele a shotgun... And the pair killed the Essex boys with Darren Nichols waiting uh, nearby as a getaway driver. Right. Mickey Stills and Jack Wombs was arrested for the murders. And despite claiming their innocence and Darren Nichols having a history of lies and deception, the jury believed Nichols, um, Nichols and Steele and Wombs were found guilty of the murder and charged with triple life sentences for the Essex boys' murders. Yeah. <coughs> and when I say this murder was brutal... It was fucking brutal. They did it... Like, in the film, the way they were killed was identical because it's fucked up. You can find... I'm not going to tell you how, but you can find the actual pictures of the bodies online. Right, okay. Identical. For the fact... Cray, um, Pat Tate was shot twice in the ribs and then once in the back of the head. Yeah. Craig Rolfe, who was driving the car, was shot in the back of the head and then to the side of the face to the point his eye was bulging out. Right. Oh, fucking hell. Tony was shot in the back of the head and to the side of the face where the whole side of his jaw, his teeth, his cheek was just completely gone. It was just all this side here was just blown clean off, which they did in the film. And I was like, I wonder if that's how they actually look like. I'm a sadistic fucker, I'm sorry. Yeah, But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did Google. I know you mean, I know you I did mean. Google and I was like, fucking hell, that's actually grim. Yeah. Fucking hell. Now, the reason I'm covering this is because, like I said before, around the time period, every small-time crook, every villain, and even the police believe Mickey Steele and Jack Wombs are 100% innocent. Right. Now, actually, Jack Wombs has been released now. Oh, is he? And I'm pretty sure... Mick Steele, I don't know if he still is now, but he did serve his, some of his sentence at Whitemore Prison. Did he? Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Which, for those that don't know, is uh, Cat A Prison, which is literally down the road from us. Yes, in March. Yeah. That's mad. So, a few of the theories as to what happened to them, these were the big three theories that people believe happened to them, mm. is that the police did it. Number one is that the police did it mm. because of the Leah Bennett death and just simply to get rid of her because they were becoming out of control. Yeah, I don't think so. Now, this is due to the fact that they convinced Darren Nichols to change his no-comment statement and to tell the jury that it was Steele and Wombs who committed the murders. And in return, Nichols would get immunity and was uh, would be enlisted into the Witness Protection Programme, which he was. Now, apparently... I think he, he would have anyway. Yeah. 
Now, the reason people are saying maybe the police did it is because apparently the Essex boys were under high surveillance during the time. Yeah. Which, if it was true, how the fucking hell could a hit go down right under their noses? Because under high surveillance means you get followed everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that means they would have been followed that night. How the fucking hell did this murder go? Unless... Oh, yeah, I just don't believe I it. I don't believe it. I don't believe police. Unless, for argument's sake, let's just say this did theory was true. Mm. The only way I could see it happening, there was this, the murders happened and the police just sat there and watched it. It was like, well, they're fucking gone. Who cares? Yeah, so yeah, to speak. Yeah. Now, the second option is that Steve Ellis actually claims that his father was the one who'd done it because of the threats and abuse he and his family was receiving. Yeah, that's... Yeah, Ellis that. claims that he was going to kill them, but his dad beat him to it in order to protect his son. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah, that makes more sense. Nah, because Ellis recently done an interview saying that he was... He'd had enough of him. He was sick. He was like, I'm going to fucking kill him. Yeah. He knew where his and his dad's shotgun was buried... His dad went and dug him up, and him and um, Steve Ellis's friend done it. Just right. apparently, according to him, if I remember right, Steve um, Ellis's dad told his mate, just get him here. Yeah. And I was like, okay, why? He was like, no, 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 just get him here. Mm. Apparently, he went, he's the one that opened the door and went to get the gate, and this is when Steve Ellis's dad just come up and killed them. Yeah. The only problem with this yeah. is that Steve Ellis only recently come out and said this after his dad had died. I, I don't see that as as it being like a bad thing because would you want your dad? No, last but then at the same time, but at the same time, he said in the interview, "My dad wouldn't have cared if I said this anyway." Well, no, he probably and, wouldn't. And he did say himself in the interview. He said, the only reason I'm only now coming out and saying this is because I truly believe that Mick Steele and Jack Wines would have got away with it. Mm. So, it is a case of, is he telling the truth or not? I don't know. I, I just feel like, he, yeah, he says that, oh, my dad wouldn't care. Because, no, he would, he, him, his dad himself probably wouldn't care. care. But Steve Ellis would have cared because yeah. you don't want to see his dad going to prison yeah. for and he, for something that he does. It makes sense as well, you know. Your your son's getting harassed by these three lunatics. Mm. They're threatening to rape your daughters, yeah. cut their fingers off, and kill you. Yeah, you and you ain't exactly. I don't know who his dad is, but he ain't exactly no one to be. No, he ain't squeaky clean. No, exactly. He's got a few skeletons in his closet by the sound. So it's be so sadistic. Yeah, it was him. But at the same time, to play devil's advocate, if this is true. I know you can't really deal with that evidence and it's going to be very fucking difficult to find evidence. But if the police managed to, he was surely... Steve Ellis would surely get arrested for A, being a complicity to murder. How is he a complicity? Because he didn't know nothing about it. Well, apparently his dad rang him the next day. Right, that's the next day, but that's after the murder. Yeah, true. The only way they get him is because he withheld evidence. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. Or surely, at the very least, it'd be, uh, what is it, perverting the course of justice. Yeah, but with that. But if they didn't question him... Yeah, because apparently he said he said in the interview that um, his dad done it and he heard on the radio the next day that they were dead. Mm. Well, well, he heard that three bodies were being killed, but they didn't release it until that night. Right. Who who actually were the victims? Well, yeah, because by the sounds of it, but had fucking mm. <laughs> by what they look like. You, know you what say I mean? that, but then when you actually look at the bodies, you, you can, can tell who you, they are. All oh, right, fair, fair. But I think they have to legally do it, don't they? By yeah, DNA yeah, and yeah. all that sort of thing. Yeah, they can't get it out and until he, like the family yeah, knows. He like said that, yeah. he rang his dad and was like, 
no, his dad rang him, sorry, and was like, I've got him. Mm. And he's like, well, what'd you do, dad? He's like, fucking got him. Yeah, yeah. And apparently his dad was laughing. Steve Ellis broke down. Because yeah. he's thinking, fucking hell, what has my dad done? He's now going to get arrested for this, he's going to get charged, etc., yeah. etc. Or like, accomplices uh, to the Essex boys are going to come after him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's thinking, this is it, I'm fucked. Yeah. Now, the third option is that the investors done it. Yeah. Because apparently they are one of the most connected underworld families in the UK. Alright. And because Tate fucked them about and owed them a lot of money as well, they was apparently good friends with Mickey Steele. Ah, oh, right. So maybe it was a case of, A, they heard that they were going to... They heard about how much of a loose cannon they was all becoming. Mm. They was owed a lot of money and friends with Mickey Steele and they knew the threats that he was receiving so they just, they, they just killed him. And as well, they could have found out that Tate was fucking him over. Mm. And be like... Yeah, because they pro- right. probably held it off been like... Because they did it again in the film where it was like these two brothers. Mm. But I don't think the brothers truly exist. I think there was it was they were linking it to an under uh, underworld family, right? But they didn't give the actual family name. Well, no, because they probably don't even know. No, or, or exactly. They, or the family told them you you didn't do it. Yeah, you know keep I mean? your like, fucking mouth shut. So, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, um, I really don't know. Yeah, who it. truly killed them? No, and this is. These are just free theories. For all we know, Mickey yeah, Steele and Jack Wimes did do it because Bernard O'Mahony uh, come out himself and said they were the ones responsible. Mm. So it is a bit of a head fuck of like... That they're, they're the ones responsible don't automatically mean they're the ones who pulled the trigger. No. Because like you said, Mickey Steele was friends with the... Investor sort Investors. Of. Yeah, he, Mickey Steele could have put them up to it. Yeah. Or said like, this. you know what I mean? Like that in that way, mm. so that that's where when they done it, it don't automatically mean they're the ones that, that they were there pulling. Yeah, the exactly. So it's catch twenty two with that. It, I think it's really just who the fuck done it, and this is where it comes back to the thing. Other than the people that truly pulled the trigger, the only people that really do know are the ones that are dead. Yeah, the ones that are dead are the people who done it. Yeah, yeah, and they ain't as ever gonna come out and fucking say, "Yeah, I did it." Yeah, uh, yeah. Which in a way. But this is where I believe, personally, that Mickey Steele and Jack Wimes didn't do it. Yeah. Because even though Jack Wimes has been released, mm. they have protested their innocence to this day. Throughout. Throughout the whole thing. This happened in 1995, and I think during the time Mickey Steele was in his 50s. Mm. Surely by now... Well, yeah, 27, 28 re- years ago. That's what I mean. So if he was in his 50s, let's say he was probably like 50 back on, he'd be 67 now. 77. 77, yeah. Surely by now you'd realise, do you know what, fuck it, yeah, I did it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You'd come out and say yeah, it by now. Yeah. Which yeah, makes me think ser- they really did not do it. No, because you served your sentence and you can't get put away for the same crime twice. Exactly. So even- and they've released Jack Worms. Mm. So why why haven't they released Mickey Steele? Unless he's been a fucker in prison. It's the only reason I can think of. Yeah, because you Cause imagine being I mean, locked up and you're an innocent man. Yeah. Because I know Jack, I know Jack Wimes' brother John. Constantly, he was like a proper going on a campaign crusade, like an advocate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to get his brother out of prison, saying they are fucking innocent. Yeah. So, I I really don't know. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very difficult one. The one that makes the most sense to me is Nipperellis. For me personally, is either Nipperellis or or uh, the investors. Because again, in the film, 
they um, reiterated it, and it was true because Nibirellis himself come out and said, yeah, it was true. It got to the point where he uh, met this Carlton Leach mm. and asked him to shoot him. Yeah. He said, if this is the only way that it will keep my family safe, I need you to shoot me because I can't do it myself. Yeah. Yeah. And he's come out and said, yeah, because that obviously happened in the film. He said, yeah, I, I truly did have that conversation with Carlton. Right. And Carlton apparently said, listen, put the gun down, get out of Essex and clear your fucking head. Mm. He said, because if you fuck off, they won't bother your family. They might threaten them. But he said, I'll talk to Tony because obviously he was really best mates with Tony. He's yeah. like, and he was that person that could calm him down. He could talk him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wanted to get him onto a level. Yeah. Kind of and they thing, portrayed yeah. that in the film as well. Right. How they were really, really good mates. Yeah. Like, I think Carlton did help produce the film. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he did. Oh, wow. And um, so obviously he would have made sure it was portrayed perfectly yeah which yeah, yeah. i have to admit from what i've seen in tv shows and documentaries and that about the essex boys I, I highly recommend watching it because not only is it a good story like it gives you a lot more detail into carlton leach's life and the essex boys life mm. overall it is a fucking unbelievably good film yeah stupidly good film it's a it's a cult classic in the uk yeah now, isn't it? it really is yeah. it's unbelievable yeah fuck the others they're shite yeah but the first one is incredible yeah, and it, it just it just betray it. Years since I've seen that. It's so watch. fucking good. I might have to watch that again at some point. But um, mm. yeah, they um, they did portray it so well. Whereas like with Carlton, he was a completely different person. Like he was such a lovely bloke. Yeah, when he was with Carlton, he 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 knew he could have a rock. Yeah, but he never went out looking for it. He was always quiet, family man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. to speak. But with, because um, I don't know if this is true, but in the film they uh, did a bit where at the end of it he's talking to Carlton and he said after this drug deal, because they went with the storyline that Mickey Steele and that done it. Um, they said after this drug deal, because the plan was apparently Mickey Steele was going to bring over a plane full of drugs with um, the people he's buying them off. Yeah. And that they was going to use, the Essex boys were going to storm the plane and rob them. Right. But they were going to attack Mickey as well to make it look like he wasn't in on it. Mm. Then they were going to split it three ways sort of thing. And in the film, they was going to do it where Tony was going to give Carlton a lot of money. Yeah. He said, why are you doing that? He's like, because one, you've never asked me for a thing, Mm. but you've always been there for me. Right. So it's like almost like a thank you. And he said afterwards, I'm going to go into semi-retirement, all this sort of shit. Carlton's like, do you know what? That's not a bad idea. He's like... You need to get out of this game. Get, get out of the game. And yeah. that's the whole thing. He, he kept saying, he's like... Because he didn't trust Pat from day dot. No. And he was saying, like, you need to be fucking careful with him. Yeah. And Tony was wondering, ah, he's all right, he's all right, he'll be fine. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. no, fucking just be careful, for God's sake. <clears throat> Look what happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he was too trusted. It's cost him his life. Yeah. Yeah. But other than the... <clears throat> them threatening uh Nipparellis. all the other options with whether regardless if it was mick Steele and jack worms or if it was the investors or that mm. it is because of pat tate that they're dead yeah that yeah. that's the thing so that's why it makes me feel like it was the investors because pat tate fucked them up they got wind of it they found out somehow yeah you know because let's be honest these investors they're, 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 they're 
uh, they're the body of the underworld. Yeah, they? you know they're the they they know all the ins and outs. Yeah, they've got people everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? And they, and Tate might have got pissed or, or stoned or whatever, and probably let his mouth run to the wrong people. And he was one of them. Yeah, he did. Well, no, actually, that's a lie. Craig Rolf was sort of the gobshite of them. Right. But if Tate told Rolf, Rolf would have fucking said it to the wrong person. Would have blagged it. Yeah. Got back to the investors like, right, we'll do these cunts. Yeah. It's like, you fucking say, hold on. You fuck us about. Yeah. We've invested 125 grand into you. Mm. You said you was going to pay us back and you fucking stole it. Yeah. And put in like an innocent man, say. Yeah. Someone who we know. Yeah. And you're threatening to kill him as well. You're fucking done for, mate. You see what I mean? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense yeah. to me. They even say in the um in the second film. Is it the second? No, it's the third film. Which was one based very uh, storyline based around Pat Tate. Yeah. They said um there's a thing um the the guy who's playing the investor, so to speak, mm. is having a conversation with Mickey Steele and he was saying Pat Tate's game uh and running this game is coming to an end because he's such a gobshite. So yeah. the, the lad ones never ever last in this game. No, which is true. Yeah, it's true. That's what I mean. That's why like these investors, now like, you don't know who they are. No, in, in that because they know what what the, what the crack is. Yeah, exactly. They know how the game runs. Yeah, you keep so, your mouth shut. Yeah, they keep quiet. Because I mean, like it goes one of two ways. You could be like like the craze. Yeah, everyone knows and everything. Know what they were about and everything like that. But they got away with it because of it. Yeah, or it goes the other way. But then at the same time with the craze. From what I've seen, the documentaries of them, if they weren't arrested at the time they were, they were going to get killed because they were becoming a liability. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they, well, yeah, they were. Like, especially Ronnie was such a wild. Yeah, wild exactly. He was, was a cannon, wild cannon. Until the end of his career, I'll say Reggie was starting to become it as well. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So it was becoming. They were really considering killing them off if they yeah. weren't arrested when they were. Yeah, because you just don't know what they were going to do. No. They're going to fuck up the balance. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, that, that's what I think a lot of their thing is. It's it's, it's balance. Mm-hmm. You give and take. So I feel like yeah, especially like with the craze and everything, they were, it was going one sided. Like we need to bring order. It's, it's order. Yeah, exactly. So there's this. Um, there used to be this TV show on Amazon that, funny enough, Bernard Mahoney was the one sort of narrating it. Yeah, yeah. And it was like just showing like all different underground villains of yeah. their lives and that. And the one common thing was one is like the gobshites never ever last. He said you rarely rarely see old people that are in this game. Yeah. And he said because what people don't realise is they all they see it in TV or films and how glamorised it is. He said this is a way of life. It's not something we chose. It's something we were basically brought into. Yeah. Because we had yeah we had, had no, no choice. choice. Yeah, that's right. And. You constantly, he said, you feel you could be in a room full of a thousand people and you'd be the loneliest guy ever because you have no idea mm. what anyone's thinking. He said, Yeah, you don't know who you can trust or anything. No, exactly. Like that, yeah. He said, It even got to the point if you had like a personal hitman who you knew was proper good, yeah, so like he killed four or five people, yeah, you then have to consider killing him because it's like, okay, he's done a lot now, he's could become a liability. Yeah, he knows too much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you can't actually imagine. You see so many people and they're like, oh, imagine living during this era. It's like, fuck that. You, yeah. you have no idea. Well, that's what I mean. Like, because let's, let's face it, me and you, Josh, we've been brought up in in the countryside. Like, yeah. In, 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 a, in a little town and everything like that, even though it's, it's a, bit, a bit rough and ready, but it's not like London. No. It's not like, you know, like big cities like that. We, you know, it's concrete jungle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like different, completely like different laws, mm-hmm. pretty much. 
we we wouldn't last. No, you know, not even a day. No, to the point even certain cities won't last somewhere else. Yeah, there was like on that um, villain sort of documentary I was on about. It, mm. They mentioned the craze, mm. and they was apparently interested in opening a couple of uh, casinos in Newcastle. And all the Newcastle villains were saying they wouldn't have lasted a fucking weekend. Yeah. So they even come up. They got to, chased out. Yeah, they, they got chased out. Days. There was this young lad. He was only about 18 at the time. And apparently Ronnie was looking at him weird. And he was like, what the fuck's the matter with you? Yeah. So to speak. And the club owner, when the club they went into, the club owner knew who they were. Yeah. Gave them money so they could leave. But they gave it to that uh, this young Geordie lad and said, give that to the craze. Get rid of them. He put it straight in his pocket. He's like, I don't fucking rate him. He said, they would get smashed to pieces here. Yeah. They, they wouldn't have lasted a fucking weekend. No, that's it. So that just goes to show, no matter where you're from... It's different laws It's different everywhere. laws everywhere. Different, different, yeah, different ways. Different laws of the jungle. Yeah. As he, he says in the, in the Gentleman. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but no, I, that's what I mean. We, we'd be so out of our element. We'd be fucked. We'd be so out of really our element. Really fucked. Like, I, yeah, I could... They say... Because... We, like because we don't really truly understand like who we are of like of like the estate in london no. and stuff like that like like you say because you think oh it's, there's a choice you yeah. know like you see like these moped gangs and yeah drug dealers and people like that you think fuck off it's a choice but yeah. we don't know no. they, they like you say i mean do you see so many i'm not a fan of this fucking music at all but you see like all fucking grime drum rock. yeah they're, they're all talking about it. It's like, there isn't a choice. There no. really fucking isn't. No, it's it's even... It's, it's survival. Yeah. So a lot of, I bet a lot of them, let's say, we, we don't know. No. They can't do it wrong, uh, There's probably uh, a few that's like, I want to be in that. Yeah, yeah, in that. yeah, yeah. But the majority of them, it probably was a case of, well, it was either this or I'll fucking end up on the dog. Yeah. Yeah. Because the government really don't give a fuck about people like exactly. that. Exactly. So you, that's but that I'm... just goes to show how much times changed. When you look at the like the craze era, mm. where it was so villainous, but at the same time you looked after your own. Yeah, they protected them. Yeah. If there was the, an old biddy on her own, you wouldn't think twice about giving her a meal. Yeah. So to speak. The doors were left open because you were all skinned. You didn't have to worry about fucking anything. No. You respected each other. And, and the beef, for lack of a better word, was between the gangs. It was never civilians. So no, speak. yeah. And then you go on to like the Essex Boys era, where, where it was so drug and fueled that it was like, I will fucking smash and kill anyone that looks at me wrong. Yeah. To now, which is just where it's just, it's just like that on steroids. Yeah. Where it's like, it's, it's even gotten to the point where it's like, oh, you're from the other uh, estate down the road. You're an enemy. Yeah. Stab. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean? Yeah. That's exactly right. So what you, the fuck's it going to be like in the future? Yeah. Well, it's getting to the point where they, they'll just kill themselves off. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's getting to that point. Like, it's it's sad. Like I, I couldn't ever imagine my life be, ever being like that. No. And I'll do. But as much as you hear, you see it on the news, you feel oh, fucking little bastards and that. But to the point, but it's getting to the point where you think I feel sorry for. Them, yeah. Really. Like it's like you really they, they don't want to. A- do yeah. this but yeah, you have, have no other choice yeah because especially nowadays where it is a case of they've almost took the last two eras and molded it into their own where it's like you do this very cartel-esque in a way yeah, yeah you yeah. do this and you'll get all this money you'll get this you'll get that or you don't do this and i'll cut your fucking head off yeah, yeah so to yeah. speak I'll slit your throat yeah yeah it is fucking insane yeah and it all just boils down to money of course it does it's the root of all evil, yeah. mate. That's, that is, the, but and like, I think that's why you see 
the difference nowadays with like the craze generation mm. because money was so blase it was never you never really had a multi-millionaire back then did you not really no, no. 20 quid was like for fucking five grand to us yeah do you know what i mean it's yeah. like jesus christ you just got you just got on with life yeah exactly whereas now people want more yeah it's greed yeah that's all it is it's greed as people are starting to get more greedy mm-hmm. and i think as well especially with nowadays like you, it, people get look frowned upon the kind of phone they have and mm-hmm. shit like that so you you think well I don't want to look like a twat so no. I, I want this like a new yeah, phone exactly. so you do whatever you can to get it and that and that always goes down the root of crime because to be honest that's one of the only ways nowadays you actually to make, make, bank. To make to make big if money if you're not like a fucking professional athlete or something like yeah. that it is crime it that is. is the number one thing yeah it is 100% uh, like me personally, I'd rather be skinned. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I am fucking skinned. <laughs> I'd rather be skinned and know I'm semi safe. Like, obviously, when I say safe, I mean I could go out and get hit by a bus or whatever. Y- yeah, but yeah. I know no one's planning to put a hit on me. You're not looking over your shoulder. Exactly. It's like, nah, why are you trying to be my friend out of nowhere? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's like, exactly. what do you fucking want? Exactly. We, yeah. You can see why they say it is the loneliest life in the world. Yeah. Because I'm you quite... really cannot trust a single person. No, I can quite imagine it. Quite imagine it. So fuck that. If you obviously, if you live around these sort of areas, and for like you're for lack of a word, a normal person, mm. I fucking salute you. Yeah. How you've managed it, I don't know. Yeah, because I I remember I watched um, Harry Brown. Last oh, week. what a film! What a film! What a film! And it was you could see it. It was like the, the two A like with yeah. Michael Caine and that, and like, could you imagine being like an old like a pensioner being on them estates? No wonder they're terrified. Yeah. And that happening, and honestly, it's br- it's a brutal film. Yeah, and like, like yeah, I love I love that film. It's, it's uh, fucking brilliant. It is class. It is proper class. Like, but as well, when you look at like, and I said it earlier with like grime artists and that. Yeah, where they're talking about this, but bringing this like, they were the people, especially like grime artists, were the ones that are basically on the verge. They were so close to becoming that. Yeah, if their music didn't take off, that is what they would have become. Yeah. Which is mind-boggling. Yeah, it is. Like it's it's like it's like something looked upon them and yeah, like, nah, you you you're gonna be all right. Yeah, and it, it is sad. It is very sad. Yeah, like if you don't have a talent or a skill, you're fucked. Basically, exactly. It's like um United player Anthony. He was an in interview saying he grew up in the favelas and that. Yeah, and all his mates and that they all um ended up as like crime gangs and cartels and that yeah. the only reason he didn't is because they saw how talented he was, was at football, football that they protected him yeah and they said you fucking make it kid yeah imagine having that on your back yeah the favelas are on your back saying you better fucking make it yeah otherwise this is what you'd like you're gonna, gonna be. become mate that is, yeah it's terrifying so it is so sad that it's got it got to that it's got to that yeah even race like it is mad absolutely it's absolutely ridiculous yeah, because oh. I always wonder. Like I always say, you see like films and everything. You think, oh, it's just dramatized. Yeah, fuck. But then you actually like see documentaries. And you're like, fucking, I ain't that and far off. Pe- and you even meet people who have come from there. Yeah, they luckily got out. And you think, is it really that bad? Yeah, and they're like, yes. Yeah. Actually, it's worse. Yeah, so you're like, fuck it's like the only out. reason it seems that bad on TV is because that's the limit a TV can show. Yeah so to speak yeah and it's like fucking hell so yeah my hat, well my hat does go off to the like especially like who are trying to get out of it yeah I mean, exactly you, you think you, you try and help people to get out of it but like 
at the same time, like you can understand why. Yeah, you can actually kind of understand why they do it. I mean, don't get me wrong. You, stop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know, yeah. If it, if your life depends on it, like, so like fucking hell. That's why I, like, I'm quite happy living in the countryside. Preach. Mm. But going back to the Essex boys, when you see people like that that do think they're untouchable, yeah, it's like no wonder they were fucking killed. It was like whoever Al- done it, no wonder they were killed. It's like Al Capone, isn't it? Well, yeah. Like a big prime example like in America, like Al Capone, the biggest gangster, what everyone knows, yeah. knows of Al Capone, Alfonso Capone, he thought he was untouchable. He killed people. Yeah. He was doing like the moonshine and everything. What they got him on was fucking tax evasion. <laughs> you know, it just shows that you think you're untouchable, yeah. but you're not. Look at... Um, there are some people out there that will get you. Look at uh, Pablo Escobar. Yeah. Same he, everyone loved him. Mm. All the... Common people loved him because he did so much for the for the community, community and everything, and they literally ha- hunted him down mm. to get rid of him. It's yeah. like what the fuck? Yeah. So I saw guns, kind of on a tangent. I saw um with the drug cartels and that. Why nowadays, which they did in the second Sicario film, why then they're important terrorists over mm. and like crossing people over the border and that. And they said the reason we're crossing people over the border. Is because if they don't make it across, they can pay to go again. Mm. You try and smuggle drugs over, it gets destroyed. Yeah. And it just, it's so blasé that the number one city for the Mexican cartel and like drug importation is Juarez. Yeah. And it's right on the border of Texas, Mm. which is obviously in America, the biggest consumer Mm. of cocaine. It's like, of course they're next to each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And they were saying, like, oh, well, how can you um, import terrorists over now or things like that? And they said, the reason we fund it, he said, we don't believe agree with what they do. He said, it's business. Mm. He said, because you've got to think of it from our point of view. As long as there's a war on terror, there'll never be a war on drugs. Yeah. So we're just going to sit back and just coin in the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm not being funny. War on terror isn't exactly going to end anytime soon. No. So they ain't really got much to worry about. No, exactly. Because you imagine, you look at all the funding financially. I mean, what was it, like two point odd billion trying to hunt down Bin Laden? Yeah. That could have been two point billion tackling the drugs industry. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they, yeah, look, I exactly what you mean. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. If there's always something yeah. more threatening. They, they, they say it in the first um, Sakara. It puts it in the back corner. Yeah. Like... They said um, in the first Sicario film, it said until someone can convince 20% of the population to stop snorting and smoking that shit, mm. this is the best you can hope for. Yeah. What they're doing now. Yeah. Which is fucking mad. It's, it's crazy. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> I don't. Oh. Crime is just insane when you think of it massively, like yeah. on a bigger picture, on a, in a big scale. Yeah, it's fucking insane. Yeah, and the, like say, especially like Escobar and that, the amount of money he made is fucking ridiculous. Jesus Christ! You can understand why people do look up to him because yeah. they all that kind of money. Yeah, so they go, they follow that route, and it's just all. It's where it's because people are like uh, are publicly naming these yeah. people. And showing how much money they've got, that why people still want to do it. Yeah, exactly. And when they're doing things for the community to try and get them on your side, yeah, it does put like in the government's head, like, fuck, how the hell are we gonna fucking deal with this? Yeah, exactly. Look at Gaddafi. He's yeah. a prime example. He did so much for Libya and that. Yeah. And when they got rid of him, but yeah, okay, he was a massive dictator and a mm. cunt. Mm. But when they got rid of him, 
That's when terrorism and the whole civil war in Libya started. Yeah. And it's now an ISIS stronghold. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, careful what you wish for, mate. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's trying to battle the lesser of two evils. Yeah. Kind of thing. Which is why so many people didn't want us going in that war in Iraq. Yeah. Because they knew this was going to be the outcome. Yeah. Yeah, you've um, liberated it. Fought everything for the war on terror and everything, and you're leaving your mark on it. Like, with... Is it, is the, well, the terrorists, like, the war happens, they get rid of Saddam Hussein, mm. then you give, like, the UK and the US have, like, a sort of... What's the one I'm looking like for? a partnership with Yeah, them, sort of partnership. Yeah. They sort of have a, um, a say in the matter, mm. which causes the rise in terrorism here in Europe, because yeah. they're like, leave us the fuck alone. The second they pull out, who takes it? The Taliban. Yeah. It's like... I'm not saying this would have been the better decision, but you do have to sit back and question, maybe we should have left Saddam alone. Yeah. Because yeah. I know it was the whole weapons of mass destruction strike, but it's a case of none of this would have been happening. No. It's, oh, mate. Lesser of two evils. Yeah. That is always the case. But yeah. again, it stems down to money. Always. Always, mate. The government's the only fucking people on the planet that earns money from a war. Yeah, of course they do. <laughs> it's just fucking insane. Well, I've said before, like, America <coughs> were on their fucking knees when, yeah. the, when, the, when the stock market crashed and everything like America were on their fucking knees. The only way I got out of it was World War Two. War Two. You so, know what I mean? Which makes sense when you see people say, did they let Pearl Harbor happen? Yeah. So they had a reason to go into that war. Like yeah. I mentioned it, I think it was on the 9-11 when I mentioned Might it. Might have, yeah. Where it was like, apparently, the whole mantra of... Um, who the fuck was going in the presidency during that? Bush? Nah. What, in World War Two? Oh, Roosevelt. Roosevelt. His whole mantra was, you know, your boys aren't going into the war. And people were like, yeah, 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 we'll vote for him. Yeah, sorry. I know I told you they're not going into the war, but you just see what the Japs did. Yeah. They got once for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's okay, though, because we'll be minted afterwards. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like, no one, if that is true, no wonder they let that happen. Mm. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. Nah. It's funny you mentioned it, Levy, because we, there's something we forgot to mention. What's that? When we went to Duxford, they've actually got a piece yeah. of the world. I've actually put it on the Mr. Mysteries Instagram. Yes, you did, yeah. Which is mad. Like, I'm not, I don't know if I was allowed to or not, but I, I touched it. Yeah. If that is genuine, I have touched a part of our modern history. Yeah. Of what, of what the biggest terrorist attack in, in our generation. In our, in our lifetime, yeah. at least. And most likely gonna be. Well, Oh, not on that scale. <laughs> yeah. Not on that scale. You never know, mate. You never know. But yeah, that that was quite of a um, surreal, like an emotional moment. It really. was just like, thinking, fucking. It was Connor pointed it out. He said, "Look at the scorch marks," and that I was like, "Yeah, fucking hell." Regardless of what happened, yeah, this was part of a building on a day where three thousand innocent people lost their lives. Yeah, yeah. It's just mind. And how many more like have their lives changed since then? Yeah changed because it's like, of it. what the fuck man yeah that, that was a bit mad like you see a lot of people they look at it and be like, oh yeah no, I but, pe- but people like me and you we deep it because yeah. we've done like we do the podcast every we've done the podcast on 9-11 and what's happened and to see it to in see the flesh that, in the flesh because obviously when it happened we was only little kids we didn't have a yeah, clue what was going si- on I was six years when we old. was growing up we obviously knew more and more about it yeah. but to stand there and see a bit of that if that yeah. is it yeah. if that is genuine it's surreal. to see a bit of the structure of one of the world's trade centre mm. is mind boggling yeah 
That is mad, isn't it? Yeah. That, and then it had the screen, didn't it, of the when the plane all the started. flights how they when how they all got grounded and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was very surreal. Very yeah, like I say, emotional. Really. Yeah. Like, see, like, it really that. did hit home. Like fucking hell, this because like I said, I know we mentioned that. I'm, I've got my opinions on it, etc., yeah, yeah, etc. Yeah. But you still can't change the fact that innocent people did die that day regardless yeah. of who caused it yeah people went to work and, and you're you're like my hand was on it yeah a part of a building that collapsed that killed thousands of people was yeah. like what the actual fuck and then even more mad somehow my name's on the fucking berlin wall yeah yeah yeah, yeah i'll point it out yeah out. which we're, is even more yeah, mad ter- yeah turn around there was a part of the berlin wall i went josh you, you, you were there right? see your name, <laughs> just see my name just on the berlin wall was like what the fuck what's going on here <laughs> yeah no, that's got i went on a bit mad but yeah we had, I had to make we had to mention that because they it's history in it it's, yeah and it's well, what we cover and it's well, what i cover yeah it's i'll say 9 11 is like your biggest topic like yeah your biggest the most information i have on it yeah I, I would say like your biggest point of interest but that's a bit of a weird i know where you get it. it's what spurred on my interest in conspiracy yeah. so it is yeah it's the og for lack yeah. of a better word yeah all right exactly it's the founder yeah, <laughs> yeah it's one of, the, to say, it's one but... of the building blocks of this, <laughs> mystery, black and white. ironically the building block that collapsed <laughs> Oh shit, yeah. It's a bit mad, mm, isn't it, when you think about it? <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, so it's uh, yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. Such a good day though. Oh yeah, I'm real. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah. Uh, Duxford that is not nine eleven. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Such a good day. Oh, what a day. We mean the du- going out to Duxford, not nine eleven. Yeah, that no. was not a good day. No, no, that, that was not fair enough. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> oh dear uh-oh <laughs> please not cancel us <laughs> but no I think um, I the Essex Boys murders they at them three I I really think it could be Nipper Ellis yeah I really could do think but could that's be. just the main three theories it could be some yeah. random like they had a news report and it was like it may be that the shootings hang on I've got to try and word this right I've seen it that many times, I should not off my heart, but... It's like... Because it, he was like the um, crime scene investigator, like the head leader of yeah. the investigation. Yeah, yeah, He said that it may be that the shooting um, could have occurred over high, um, high drug dealers trying to find a, like, a greater position of power. Maybe. It could even be some time wannabe. Yeah, yeah. That lured them there to kill them. It was like, oh, I killed the Essex boys, do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Because it leaves a power vacuum. Yeah, but then wouldn't you think, if it was that kind of thing, they'd boast about it? Then it got found out by now. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's yeah. so many different... Avenues. Yeah. We, we generally have no idea. Like no. you said, other than the ones that are dead and the ones that pulled the trigger, nobody has a fucking clue. No. Exactly. And as well, you said about like how did the police not get involved, you know what I mean, mm. if they were under surveillance. Say it was a cop car, there was two coppers. Whose payroll are they under? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's Hollywood as that sounds. It, 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 it does could, happen. It, it does happen. There's a happen. reason they don't just come up with this idea with things like Hollywood. Mm. It stems from somewhere. Yeah, of course. And it's, you know what I mean? It, it could have been like a let it fly. Yeah. You it's know like what I mean? one of my favourite TV shows is Line of Duty, yeah. which is about corrupt police officers and their connections with like organised crime. Yeah. That does happen. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Some of it obviously is dramatised, but it's like it can't be that far off no. because it's been proven countless times that the police are in certain criminals' pockets. Yeah, of course they but, are. And they do it in a beautiful way as well. 
Oh, I say beautiful. I mean, just like TV-wise beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Where they get them, they they don't. The coppers aren't just criminals out and out. Like they'll have like say like they have a having an affair or something mm. with a a younger girl, not a kid, but a younger girl. Right. Legal, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they'll have snippets of them because they'll be the ones that will get the girl to seduce like the copper mm. and then they'll have pictures take pictures of them like shagging or whatever and they'll be like unless you want this going out which will not only ruin your relationship but will ruin your career yeah you'll do exactly as we say yeah yeah and they yeah. they bribe them yeah well, not bribe them what's the word Black blackmail them mm. and it's like that. I don't think that's that far off with so many people nah, I, I mean the cartel that. themselves I know I've mentioned it before that is what the cartel do yeah of course it's it like is. listen you're a copper you can earn your yearly salary plus fucking 10 mil a year. Yeah. Just, or... Just turn a blind eye. Or I'm going to fucking cut your head off and display your body on that bridge right over there. Yeah. Of course they're going to choose that option. Exactly, yeah. You'd be a fucking moron not to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like... It ain't far off. No. No, I don't think They may so. be innocent. They may be like bent coppers or whatever. But it's they got no choice. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, I it, it's 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 a weird one, but I I think my favourite theory is Nipper. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, I'm inclined to believe that or the um, investor one. But I just feel like at the same time as what I like, previous, like just said, like the investors, I think a good chance of doing it as well. It's always that risk of running their name, like mm-hmm. running their name out and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Was someone like Nipparellis who didn't give a fuck really? No, he was prepared to get killed. Yeah, for anyway. Yeah, it just seems like he's got a very good chance. Yeah, and he had the it. fucking biggest, well, one of the biggest motivations to do it. Exactly, protecting his family, yeah, etc., etc. Et which any father in the right mind would yeah. do that. He even said, I don't know if it's true or not, but he even said that it got to the point where they were threatening his sisters who were at school at the time. Mm. Him and his dad went and dragged the girls out of school with a gun on them. Just to protect them. Yeah. Imagine having to do that. Yeah, and doing that and what your mind would do to you. You think, I've got you to, think I've I got am going to gonna fucking kill them. Yeah, I've got to protect these girls. Yeah. I've got to protect my family in the best way I know how. Ow. And that could be the only way. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, I think that is a very, very, very good motivation. Mm-hmm. Very good motivation why they could have done it. It is fucking mad. Mm. Whoever done it, fuck yeah. knows. Fair play for you to get away with it. Yeah. Or if they did, if they did, if they it, did, it could very well be uh, them two. Yeah. Did get caught. So. Yeah. No, I don't know. It's a very weird one. Yes. <laughs> but no, I think I'm about done. Yeah. 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 Yeah, boy. Oh, what are we doing next week? Next week is uh, I would say it's a bit of a different one because it's going to be like a, um, a menagerie of different things. Oh, yeah, that's a game. Fuck off, go have all big words like that. I'm going to spell it whatever you do. <laughs> yeah, menagerie different. I'm going to be doing, it might be like a two parter, it depends how many I can find. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be doing about British urban legends. Ooh. Yeah, so it could be about yeah, a number of different things. But the one that springs to mind is the, the Hairy Hands of Dartmoor. Hairy Hands of Dartmoor. Yeah, which is quite a well known urban legend yeah which pretty much you i can't remember which road it is like I'll, you'll have more info next week but um it's where it's road on, on dartboard as you go in mm-hmm. 
got like like two ghostly hands, mm-hmm. like hairy hands, grab the steering wheel as well and try and put. What the it. fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, can you remember years ago, a friend of ours, Shannon, told us about this place where you put, you stop the car, yeah, and it goes uphill, like, yeah, and stuff like that. Not like not on a track, like a genuine hill mm-hmm. that you find like in the moors or something. Yeah, you're at the bottom. And of you the just hill. park park it. And the fucking thing will go up. Go on its own yeah. accord. Uh, yeah. I, I, I didn't message her, see where that was. Yeah, yeah. That'd be a good little vlog. That would, actually. Yeah, just, that'd like, be trippy. If that happens, that'd be trippy as fuck. Yeah. And if there is spirits, so they need to be strong to move my truck. <laughs> my truck with me and you in it. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hell. I need to be Andre the Giant spirit yeah. or something like that. <laughs> but no, yeah, so it'd be different urban legends. It might be a two-part. I might, I might be able to get it all into one. Yeah. But I've always said, like, as well as doing cryptids and everything, urban legends, myths, as my kind of Yeah. Thing. And I feel like I haven't done proper yeah. like, like, other things bar cryptids. Well, well like witches and vampires yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. But, like, I've been mainly, like, supernatural mm-hmm. and paranormal. So mm-hmm. this will be an interesting Yeah, one. boy. I'm looking forward to it. Decent. Yeah. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, which we mentioned at the start of the podcast, where we do polls... We re- when we upload an uh, episode, you find out. I'm still looking up there. I can't. So help, am I. I can't <laughs> help it. But um, yeah, where we do, where we put up polls, we try and engage the community, uh-huh. the Mr. Mysteries community. Big up. Um, which is Mr. Mysteries Black and White, of course. That's, that's on Facebook as a group. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, which we need to get back on. Mm-hmm. We can really push out there. Which is Mr. Mysteries underscore. You can email us. Email us. <laughs> actually, yeah, actually speak to us. Uh, Mysteries at Outlook.com. And with that, you can email us sightings you've had, uh, experiences you've had, ideas for the podcast, ideas for the community, um, any queries, questions, um, criticisms even. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, anything at all. Anything... Not doesn't even have to do with the podcast. No, if you want to know about me and Josh more personally, yeah, or whatever, because like, we'll do that on the on the Patreon as well. If yeah. we do that, we'll it'll be get, like an insight into me and Josh mm-hmm. and who we are as people, as well as um, our love for everything supernatural, creepy, and paranormal. Mm-hmm. So yeah, please email us at myths and mysteries at outlook dot com. See, I've said it slower, so now you know. <laughs> Write it down and email us for something. <laughs> and we also put a, we've got a link to it on the Facebook group. Yes, we? yes, we do. I'm yeah. sure we do. Yeah. Um, bar this week and maybe in a couple of few future episodes till we get things sorted, you won't see us. But a lot of the time, you can watch us on YouTube, mm-hmm. which is Missing Mysteries, which is a bastard to find. Yes, it is. So again, the best way to find everything is through the Facebook yeah. Facebook group, which is Missing Mysteries in Black and White. So that is the best way of all to actually get in touch with us. Yeah. So yeah, please go on that, and you and it will tell you when new episodes are coming up, everything. Yeah. You but and as well, you can listen to us, uh, Josh, Podbean, Spotify, Samsung, Player FM, Podchaser, and iHeartRadio. Fantastic. But um. Yeah, I think that's mostly everything. And hopefully, at some point in the near future, you'll be able to find us on Patreon. Yeah, boy. 
which like i say will it'll be exclusive content giveaways deals on merchandise loads loads of different things um yeah live streams watch alongs booking everything yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah obviously you'll... we'll put that on the facebook when we know more about that yes et cetera, et cetera. yeah 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 so um but yeah Hopefully you you've enjoyed. I've enjoyed that one. Yeah, it was very interesting. Yeah. And it makes me want to watch Rise of Football. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I can't recommend that film enough. It's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. But no, fantastic. Lovely, lovely job again. Yeah, boy. And we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye.